Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Do you own your home or merely lease it? Millions of people who've bought a leasehold property could benefit from the political desire for more consumer-friendly reforms. We explain what you need to know. If you're heading off on holiday abroad, the pound's latest downturn means you need to get the best possible rate on your spending money. We discuss the hidden charges that could sting travellers using their bank cards abroad and how to avoid these. And in the spirit of saving money, I'll be bringing listeners news of a special subscriber offer at the end of the show. Welcome to The Money Show, the FT's weekly podcast about personal finance and investing. I'm Claire Barrett, FT Money Editor, bringing you this week's news in downloadable form. An estimated 4 million people own their property on a leasehold basis. Well, I say own, but if you're a leaseholder, then ultimately it's the freeholder who owns your property and the land it stands on, and legally they can impose all kinds of charges on you. Over the past few years, there's been growing uproar at how property investors have been able to exploit the leasehold structure. But what hope is there for meaningful reform? Amy Williams, FT Money reporter, joins me now to report on the latest developments. Welcome, Amy. Hello. First of all, let's start with what has prompted the calls for reform in the first place. Well, it all began in around 2007 when some of the biggest UK house builders came up with the ruse of selling their newly built properties on a leasehold basis, which means that the people who bought them never really owned them or not in the way that they thought they did, and also had to pay annual charges, which are known as ground rents. So some of these builders put clauses into the leaseholds that meant the ground rents doubled every 10 years. So a few years down the line, some of these customers found that they were paying really hefty sums every year to investment funds, which yeah. the developers sold the leaseholds onto. Yeah, because it's not the house builder at the end of the day who has the right to collect the income no, from these free no, they, They've they, parceled them up. They were, they were selling these on to investment funds who are obviously very, very glad of the income. And when we say, you know, the house builders were selling homes on a leasehold basis, of course, it's very normal within the current state of the property market in England and Wales for flats to be sold on a leasehold basis. Indeed, that is a structure that works when you've got lots of different owners in one building and the service charge that the freeholder imposes covers the management of all of those communal That's areas. Right. It's, it's the commun- Replacing it's, the lifts, etc. It's but- the communal areas that, that is the thing 
that you know me- means the leasehold system makes a little bit more sense in in flats. Um, it is a lot less common for for houses. Um, and the house builders uh, I, I've spoken to this week say that they they really started kind of doing this in a really big way and also inserting the doubling ground rent clauses mm. between 2007 2011, which means that it wasn't till around 2015 16 17 that some of their customers started to actually look at the details of what they bought and realised how onerous some of these charges were. And of course, on top of that, mortgage lenders started looking at them and thinking, well, hang on a minute, I'm, I'm not going to lend against this property with these terms. And, and the value of the properties as well started to plummet because these huge charges were, were, were coming at their owners annually. Well, it's a, a big liability. So politicians and campaigners are of the view that the leasehold market in general isn't working for consumers. Um, and this is set to play out at a select committee of MPs later this year. Exciting news. Tell us more. It is exciting news. And, and it only it only came out yesterday. So politicians' attention really um, was, was caught in around 2017. So Sajid Javid said in, in December that he would actually ban all newly built homes being sold on a leasehold basis going forward. Not flats, just houses. Not flats, just houses. Yeah. And and also they said they would make sure that these ground rents were, were set at, at zero or peppercorn, meaning you know, very, a very tiny amount every year. Um, so, that, so that happened. But that, of course, doesn't help the people who are already trapped in mm. houses they bought on a, on a leasehold basis. Um, and these people, for them, the only way out of, of this nightmare is to try and buy the freehold, which is obviously very difficult because the freehold has been sold to an investment firm who quite rightly wants to be compensated for, for having to give up their lovely income stream. Yeah, which is uh, quite lucrative if it's quite doubling every 10 years. Very lucrative. Mm. And, and, and they're sort of demanding tens of thousands of pounds um, and the homeowners don't have that sort of money. And, and in any case, even when they did understand that they were buying a leasehold with doubling ground rents, they thought that they could buy it after a few years for a few thousand pounds. And you detail lots of the arguments around this in the feature that you've written for FT Money um, this week and what the house builders are doing in terms of the compensation packages Mm. that they're awarding, which is um, definitely worth reading. But the announcement about the Select Committee came just days after the Law Commission released details of reforms that it thinks are needed to the wider leasehold system. And many concern the practice of enfranchisement, which is a long-winded term for describing buying your lease exactly. from the freeholder exactly and it, and it is a, a long a long-winded process so around the time that Sajid Javid was getting very angry uh, the government also commissioned the law commission which is an independent legal body that advises the government often on, on on legislation and you know how to how to come up with good and fair legislation the government asked them to have a look at the process by which leaseholders buy their freehold and to try and think of ways in which that process could be made a bit cheaper and a bit simpler because at the moment it's based on around 50 different acts of parliament the yeah. law commission reckons it's very fragmented very complicated lots of loopholes and leaseholders are finding it very, very difficult to negotiate. So the Law Commission, they haven't finished their thinking yet, but they put out something before the end of Parliament, before it breaks up for, for summer, just kind of to tell everyone where they're up to. And they've come up with a, with a couple of different uh, suggestions for making the process of valuing freehold simpler and cheaper. And also they've come up with a simplified process for taking 
taking it through the courts. So the the way in which you contact your freeholder at the moment can be a bit complicated. There are different bits of the court system that you might go through depending on which bit of the legislation you're following. And um, so they're trying to streamline it all and, and make it simpler and cheaper. And the select committee. Um, this is something that the campaigners or the, the people who are, are stuck in their in their leasehold houses have been pushing for. They really want their questions answered. They want to know, you know, whether the house builders uh, were training their sales staff to, to sell leaseholds. Um, they 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 want to they want they want questions answered and they're, and they're angry. So they they've asked politicians to to look into whether enough's being done to help them and whether the house builders should be doing more in terms of setting aside compensation for them because we haven't really seen a huge amount of that so far. Well, very interesting. Thanks very much there to Amy Williams. You can read her full report on the state of the leasehold market in the FT Money section in Saturday's Weekend FT or read online from Friday morning at ft.com slash money. And if you're a leaseholder or a freeholder worried about your investment being enfranchised away, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch with us. Email money at ft.com. Now, it's the time of year that many of us head off for our annual holiday abroad. But as the heatwave continues, there's no need to get hot and bothered about excessive charges when using your debit or credit card overseas. Joining me to help explain foreign currency traps that holidaymakers can unwittingly fall into is James Hickman, Chief Commercial Officer at FairFX, the currency card provider. Welcome, James. Thank you, Claire. Mercifully cool in the FT Money studio. It, it certainly is in the basement. <laughs> but many of us have been on holiday and we've been in a situation where we've paid for something on our bank cards, we've been handed the chip and pin terminal, and it says, do you want to pay in GBP, pounds, or EUR, euros? What button should we press? As a general rule of thumb, you should always pay uh, in local currency. DCC is a very clever trick invented to effectively extract more money from the consumer. You say DCC. So dynamic currency conversion. Right. Essentially what it is, if you go into a a shop or a restaurant uh, and they ask you to pay in, would you like to pay in local currency or sterling? Now, for most people, actually paying in sterling how very convenient for me and it says the the, the price in sterling so absolutely you're, you are paying in pounds the amount that the terminal says in pounds but what they don't tell you is the exchange rate absolutely correct so it's very opaque in terms of what they do now if you're at a, a restaurant and you decide actually i want to w- work out what the currency exchange rate is and then track that back to what the market exchange rate is, then obviously you can work out what they're charging. You're going to have a pretty angry waiter (laughs) standing there with the the card terminal. And and for most people, actually, do you know what? They're they're enjoying their holiday. They don't want to be working these things out. But what the the retailer, the shop or the restaurant doesn't tell you is actually they're charging you up to 8% for the privilege of actually paying in your home currency. So whilst it's a convenience people are paying very heavily for that convenience. Now, you've done some research at FairFX into how widespread this phenomenon is. Um, I mentioned you in my my column last week. Now, it's fairly common in Europe to be subject to the whims of a dynamic conversion, less so in America, because the chip and pin technology just isn't all that. Um, And it's also a growing problem for consumers who are on holiday in Asia. But give me some of the headline stats from your research. So from from our research, and and we did a, a, a wide range of research on various topics, dynamic currency conversion, uh, we estimate that around £500 million a year is being wasted by Britons overseas. 
On t- if you add on top of that, uh, people wasting money at airports, which is nearly 100 million. And that's by changing money at the by last minute money with an airport operator. By changing money at the airport, exactly. Overseas ATM is another uh, big uh, waste of money, uh, just over 200 million. And that, again, is because of the dynamic conversion, where uh, they say, it, do well, you want pounds or do you well, want... Well, it's more about the charges, actually. So when someone puts in a, a debit or credit card overseas in an ATM, the exchange rate they're getting is not particularly favourable, typically around 3%. So although nowhere near as bad as dynamic currency conversion, it's still a a waste of money that you you really don't need to spend that. Um, So it just pays to be prepared, uh, look for all the best alternatives and don't just rock up at the airport and take the first exchange rate you see. Absolutely not. I mean, even if you prepare ahead and order the currency to collect at the airport, it's better than actually buying it (laughs) on, Uh, on the day. So even if you pay in the local currency on that, chip and pin card terminal your uk bank card could still charge you for a non-sterling transaction now the charges are typically three percent some banks can also impose a surcharge um, of a few pounds per transaction meaning the charges can really mount up and that might be lower than the eight percent average dynamic charge that you estimate but there are still many ways to get around even paying that conversion fee yeah absolutely prepaid cards have become very popular over the the last few years and you preload your currency before you go. So if you have a euro card, uh, you lock in an exchange rate and you take it with you and you can always pay in local currency there and you're controlling effectively the exchange rate. Now, the benefit of that is obviously you can buy the currency when the exchange rate's good. So when sterling's strong, for example, you may decide to top up your card and even if you're not going away for six months, you know you've locked it in at a good exchange rate. Other ways, you know, take a little bit of cash with you by all means, but don't necessarily take huge chunks of cash because obviously it's insecure and also the exchange rates tend not to be as good. If you shop around, you can get some great rates, but typically prepaid card is a better option. Now, obviously, FairFX is one provider of these um, of, of these prepaid cards. Other providers in the market include Caxton. We also discussed in my column other ways that you can save money by using credit or debit cards. Now, there's quite a lot of um, challenger banks on the market at the moment who are realising that this is an attractive way of getting customers to to come to them if they offer you fee-free charges um, when you use your card to spend money abroad and also, in some cases, withdraw money from ATMs. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's been going on for many years, actually, not just challenger banks, but credit card companies historically have used the FX angle and free-to-use overseas as a way of drawing customers in. Now, typically, these offers don't last. It's it's the same as uh, zero interest rates. They don't tend to last because it costs the company money to do that. So just be careful which ones you get. But there are uh, certainly cards out there that don't charge you and certainly don't charge you as much as others. And if you want to read more about the cards that you should have in your wallet when you go on holiday abroad, you can see my serious money column from last week. It's online now at ft.com slash money, a credit card trick to make your holiday spending money go further. Now, some of the options I discussed in my column include fee-free credit cards. Two that we mentioned are the Barclay Card Platinum Travel Card, which offers fee-fee transactions and ATM withdrawals overseas. And the Halifax Clarity credit card, which has similar perks. Obviously, if you're spending money or withdrawing cash on a credit card, then you do need to pay the balance off in full every month. And 
not be hit by charges arising from that, which could negate the money you're saving on the conversion. Another way are challenger bank cards, as we mentioned. Metro Bank um, has got a debit card which charges no fees on spending or ATM withdrawals within Europe. And you can actually open an account in some branches same day if you meet all of their criteria. So it could still be time to get one before you jet off. And other ways that you can save money are app-based banks, including Starling and Monzo, who offer fee-free overseas spending and ATM withdrawals, although some cards limit the amount that you can withdraw to £200 per month. So a couple of ideas there. There are more in the article. And we review about six or seven different methods that you can use to save money overseas. Finally, you know we love a money-saving tip on The Money Show. For a limited time, podcast listeners can save 50% on a digital subscription to the FT. To get the special half-price rate of just £2.65 per week, visit ft.com slash offer50. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email the FT Money team, money at ft.com, or follow us on Twitter at FT Money. We will be back next Thursday at the usual time. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.